Welcome and welcome to the Lunch Hour Sports Podcast with your hosts, Jacob Smedley, Sam Beth, Justin Reedhammer, Peter Amarante, and Nathan Romanoff. Today's topics include Sam Betts diving into the minor league baseball scene, players cut, teams removed, and we've got another episode of the Division Series, this time moving to the NFC. The NFC North with Justin Reedhammer. And wrapping it up is Nathan Romanot with another soccer combo. Here is Sam Butts with the minor league Wait, Jake. baseball action. What's going on, Sam? Jake, before we start, I want to congratulate everyone on graduating today. Class of 2020. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations, yeah, thank you. Good job, good job. Congratulations, boys. Sam, go ahead, Sam, go ahead. All right, take it away, Sam. Okay, without further ado, so um, as I said on our last episode, baseball has been a mess. Well, it it pretty much just got worse right now. Hundreds of minor league baseball players have been cut recently due to the lack of a minor league season. Now, the season hasn't been canceled officially, but a lot of teams have just given up on their season being played, uh, which has led to many players being cut and removed from teams. There's a lot of talk going around about why this is happening. And, well, obviously the coronavirus happened, so there's no regular season happening right now. The players aren't playing any teams right now. They're not doing anything really much except trying to work out and prepare for whatever is going to happen. You have a lot of the owners just kind of not being willing to play even their major league players. So why they're not even going to pay their minor league players. In fact, minor league players are only getting paid $400 a week. Wow. Um, that is, that's that crazy. Is, that is that's unacceptable. So Sam, I have really a question for you. And it's more like a, it's more like an opinionated question. So some of these players that are being dropped, do you think that these players are going to be picked up again by the same team, other teams, when this whole pandemic settles down and we get sports back into the game? Well, that's a good question, and I don't think a lot of them will be picked up by the same team. The thing, the reason why I say that is a lot of the minor league teams are actually being going to be removed. Now, the MLB and um, minor league baseball have been planning this for about a year now to kind of reduce the number of teams in a farm system for an MLB team which leaves less spots for players to come on and actually be a part of the system. And if you're a young player and you haven't, if you've only been playing like maybe a year or two of like professional baseball, your chances of getting re-signed are kind of slim to none, especially if you go to for that same team. There are- But what about for other teams? Like, do you think that they can get signed by other teams just because they have less experience? They could, but I think that they could get other jobs, um, maybe in like other countries playing for uh, teams in other countries. They could get jobs playing in independent baseball, um, baseball that's not affiliated with the MLB, such as like the Atlantic Atlantic League or the Can Am League. But the thing is, for those for hundreds of hundreds of players, like prime baseball players who are losing these jobs. I mean, that's very shocking. And there could be almost around a thousand players who could be cut due to this, um, due to the coronavirus. And I mean, it's just very sad to see because baseball is taking a hit right now um, with all that's going on with the MLB players, especially. In fact, it has gotten to the point where uh, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, uh, they're a minor league team for the Twins, and they are renting out their clubhouse on Airbnb for people to stay in 
and like sleep and like live there just to maintain some funds right now while yeah you i was have, gonna say that could yeah, bring him profit to, to keep the team the team's income up i mean yeah. with yeah. no one in the stands i mean you it's a smart do- way to do it too it's a smart way to do it like hey you can stay in our clubhouse you're not only bringing in funds but you're bringing in fans for the experience you know i'll i'll sign up yeah yeah I mean, where's the dotted line I mean, I'd enjoy that too. I think that'd be a really cool experience to be in like an, an actual like minor league clubhouse, like where professional players play. However, it's not an ideal situation for when it, when or if the minor league season comes back. And then, yeah, I mean, it, uh, the organization has to do what they have to do to maintain some funds, but it's like getting to the point where the owners are kind of hopeless that an MLB or a minor league season will start, and it hasn't even really been canceled yet. Like, there has been no official cancellation of the season, yeah. which, I mean, p- which kind of shows how much the owners kind of have given up, and there's not really much that they can do in this situation. When, when you said when you said there was a thousand players, I, again, the first thing I think of, those are a thousand players who again have dreamed their whole lives of trying to get Mm -hmm. to the major leagues and to have that stripped from them and maybe let's not say a thousand all a thousand of those players for example would get to the big game but probably there could be a good 50 to 100 of those players that had the potential to get to the major leagues and greatly impact a team so again I I I think Peter was on the same lines. You're just saddened and, and disappointed. Yeah. Like all of these players uh, cut down. And I mean, again, uh, so many dreams that probably are crushed with, with that that one decision. Exactly what you said, Jake. Like they've worked so hard all their lives to be in the position that they are going through trial and tribulations to be in the minors and then to, 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 to just dream to get to the big game. And a lot of these players aren't going to get that opportunity anymore. And it's just really tough for those guys, especially because they invested like almost their entire lives to that. And it's just so heartbreaking to know and for them to feel that kind of loss. Especially for guys in like AAA that yep. were right there. I AAA mean, baseball, like, again, yep. ba- the sport with the biggest kind of length in terms of when you get drafted to when you actually really play in the major leagues. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I could have said that better myself, especially for, for that dream just to play baseball and have it taken away. It is very disheartening. And there's actually a story, there's actually a story I want to share here. Um, the former second round pick for the Mets, Andrew Church, had, was, he, well, he was released by the Mets as well. He was part of the 100 players who were originally released. And he had a lot to say about the Mets organization. And a lot of it was not very good. He especially talked about, talked about, one part, kind of how the organization made a mockery of themselves by hiring a celebrity to play a lot of their minor league games. Now, wow. uh, the only celebrity I could really think of is Tim Tebow, the former yeah. Heisman Trophy I mean, he's a- <laughs> and football star. In, in the beginning of his minor league career, he did somewhat fairly decently. But I think the Mets only really signed him to bring in the ticket sales. Like, I remember going yep. to um, an Altoona Curve wow. game. Uh, I don't think Sam's wrong. They're double-A affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they're playing the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, who um, are an affiliate of the Mets. And Tim Tebow actually broke his arm the week before that game, and I, because I wanted to go Mm -hmm. see Tim Tebow, and I went to that game, and a lot of people came to see that game. The stadium was packed that night, and Tim Tebow was, Tim Tebow unfortunately wasn't there, but that brought, but I mean, just the thought of him. It's the ticket sales. It's the, the ticket sales. He was going to be there to see like a former like football player, like try to 
kind of make his way into the MLB. Unfortunately for Tim Tebow, uh, in AAA, he batted 163 for an, enti- for an entire AAA season. So he that's definitely bad. had a down year uh, yeah. last season. That, that's bad for the folks at home uh, out there. That's, that's, that's terrible. It's not a good, <laughs> be doing that's not that, a good batting average. Yes, but um, Andrew Church also talked about the Mets organization, how um, he was kind of like, he, they kind of used the people, uh, the players' dreams for the dreams of playing baseball, uh, how they kind of use that to kind of manipulate them and make them kind of play games when they're hurt. Uh, he specifically talked about an experience where he, he, I think it was something with his UCL, um, his ulnar collateral ligament, and he wanted to see a team doctor. They wouldn't let him see a team doctor, and he was forced to pitch that game, and uh, he did some real damage to his arm there. He was still able to play, though, uh, later on, but it's just one of the examples he gave, and that mm-hmm. is uh, kind of very disheartening to hear. Now, he... Uh, like a lot of these players who have been cut are still trying to practice. They're trying to um, keep up, keep in shape, keep trying to practice baseball. Kind of prove themselves, them. you know, like prove they have value to the team so they can stay. Yeah, they still have, well, they still, well, not even that, like they've been released, but I mean, they could try to maybe contact that team, try to get back there, but they even have other options to go to, like I mentioned before. So they're yeah. still trying to stay in shape. But however, there is a good story here at the end. Uh, David Price, who's a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, David Price hasn't even played a game yet for the Dodgers. And he's already um, donating $1,000 to every minor league uh, baseball player who is not on the 40-man roster. Good I mean, that's great job there I by mean, David for Price. Him. Especially for him. I saw a graphic on Twitter as well that had like a list of players, MLB players that have helped with, again, either the minor leagues Mm -hmm. or or something else, like helping families affected by COVID-19 like Bryce Harper did. I mean, it's it's just great to see uh, these athletes using their their popularity among the the common people here for the good. And it's not only baseball. Back to baseball. It's not only baseball, it's all other sports all around. You see so many players from football, basketball, baseball, all sports all around doing what they can, doing their best to support their communities and support the other people in the world who might not have the financial um, status that they do. So it's so amazing how they're just putting what they have out there and kind of being selfless in that way and helping others and their communities. And I respect that a lot. Yeah, that's very nice, especially um, seeing kind of like all the all these athletes coming together, um, even though they're not even really being paid a lot since their season's been cut or their season hasn't started yet. It's very important that they have been able to help not only the player, not only the players on their MLB team, but even in throughout the entire organization and even the community they live in. So that is very important. And I just thought that'd be a nice way to kind of wrap up that story, but hopefully the minor league minor league baseball can kind of figure out maybe not get rid of a lot of those teams because a lot of those team a lot of those minor league teams, especially in those cities where they are, kind of bring in a lot of people from those towns and cities and bring the community together. So I hope that they don't kind of get rid of those um, teams in the end. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that we get to see some of those new players and minor league players one day get to see their dream of playing in the big leagues all right guys that looks to wrap the baseball combo up now here's justin reedhammer in our next episode of the nfl division recap first episode of the nfc nfc north take it away justin thank you jacob now we will move on to the nfc north so first up we got the detroit lions who let's be frank guys they had a terrible year 
Not George. They were three, not being George. Twelve and one. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was bad. Just yeah, bad season. Bad, bad, bad season. <sighs> bad season. Talk about shooting for low. If we go to the quarterback stats here, Matthew Stafford had two thousand four hundred ninety-nine passing yards, nineteen touchdowns, five interceptions. Not. Not the worst. Not the worst quarterback play, really. Mm -mm. Offensively, they had 5,549 yards. Uh, and de defensively, they had they were uh, 32nd against the pass. Just the worst in the NFL against the pass. And the rush defense wasn't a lot better. They were 21st. So total team rank, they were like bottom, like 30th. They were 30th. All right. Just got awful. What, what, what do you guys think? They, they needed to do this um, offseason to improve. Change their entire A team? lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter, I don't think they can do that. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. But they well, just definitely I mean, there's some bright spots. There, but upgrade the defense. I, yes. Yes. I think they did that in the draft. I think yeah, getting, they did. getting Akuda, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think they added some linebackers in there as well. I don't exactly remember at, at this moment what they did the rest of it. I do remember Okuda, though. I think they made yeah, defense a focus. They do have a great offense. I, I'm going to give them that. They have a good offense that's going to put up some mm -hmm. points. You have Stafford, mm -hmm. Kenny Galladay, my personal b most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Yep. Uh, you have him, yeah, Marvin like Jones. Uh, you also have uh, Ken Kenyon Johnson there. Uh, uh, there as well, uh, carry on Johnson, excuse me, uh, both, uh, mm -hmm. that, they have a really good offense there, maybe offensive line, but they have a stable yeah. offense. I think, again, they needed to address the defense. I think they did. I think it's going to be an improving year next year for them. I do. And going yeah. off the offense still, I think that if, I mean, their offense is good, as you said, Jake, but I think that if the, Matt Stafford is a pretty good quarterback, he can have his moments of. Here's what I could do. I think that if his O-line gave him some more time with the ball to find passes, to find open men, to find the backfield, the people going deep, they can make a lot more impactful plays. Yeah, I have to yeah. agree. I think uh, the problem was definitely their defense this year. They mm -hmm. just did not hold up their end of the bargain. But at yeah. the same time, really, the, the offense, they're good, but they're not playoff caliber is what I'm saying. They still need yeah. more weapons on offense i think at least one or two more to be able to be that playoff caliber team mm -hmm. yeah I, I can i can agree with that justin i definitely like what they did in the draft they addressed i think their number one need which was pass defense definitely. by drafting okuda from ohio state and i mean their offense it's all right but i think it could use some improvements i mean matthew stafford i'm sorry i'm not sold on the guy though so especially in that division where you have Kirk cousins aaron Rodgers. so i mean i'm just not sold on him I, I think Matthew Stafford gets a bad rap. I know, Justin, you're going to move on here. I just feel he gets a bad rap, uh, again, just because of the talent he's been surrounded with the past few years. I personally still think he's a top 15 quarterback, but just uh, with the talent that he's been surrounded with, offensive line and weapons on offense, he hasn't been able to produce the same way as other guys like Matt Ryan, who I think Stafford is maybe even a little bit better than Ryan, just Ryan has the luxury of Julio Jones and the other weapons he had around him at running back, skill positions, and offensive line. That's my personal take for Stafford. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, moving on to the Chicago Bears, who, pretty mediocre season, 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Mitchell Jariski, 3,138 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He needs to kind of clean out up yeah. a bit. He's got some competition yeah. now. Uh, he does. <laughs> Offensively, 
the total yards they had 4,749 passing yards, 4,749 total yards, 3,291 passing yards, 1,458 rushing yards. Defensively, the against the pass ninth and against the rush ninth. So total total defense they were eighth. So not bad. I think that definitely this year they needed to improve offensively, and mm-hmm. as we said, they added some competition at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. so we'll see where we get with that. Where do you that. think they're going to go? Where, where do you think they're going to go with that? I mean, oh, I think man, it'll be... that's a probably... tough ballot of mediocrity yeah, there in tough. Chicago. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I who mean, to go trying with. trying to get out of that mediocrity stage. <laughs> <laughs> Bowles, the Super Bowl champ, <laughs> or uh, Trubisky? I, 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 got my, I got my dimes on uh, Nick Foles. Me too. Yeah, I agree. Me too. I agree, Jake. He's My problem is Nick Foles a, free, a little but... older. Yeah, he's a bit older, but I just feel like he's more proven than Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Trubisky... Yeah, he has, he has the resume on his side. Yeah. I mean, age uh, versus I mean, resume. I I'd it. rather have resume hands down any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. I, I, could, I could see it happening, but the Bears did have a statement saying that they were going to stick with Trubisky. So. See, I get that. I get that because Trubisky's worked with the Bears longer. He's kind of gotten used to them. But at the same time... Foles has a lot more experience. He he like Jake said, the resume. He's a he he's built up that resume. The trick is though, Foles has gotta stay injury free. You know, like this past yeah. season he was out with an injury which caused you know, didn't really make him into magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It didn't it yeah. just didn't prove for him to have a great season. Like it just wasn't a shine year for him because of that injury. But I feel like if the they went with Foles, it wouldn't be a downgrade i just feel like it'd be a good addition now let, let's not forget while well, before we end this quarterback conversation bears could have had patrick mahomes instead of mitchell trubisky that's oh, true that that's gotta hurt bears fans <laughs> yeah. a lot of teams could have the patrick the bills could have patrick mahomes but yeah. they traded the pick to the chiefs pass, pass, so. that, pick up. that was so dumb of them yeah, that was so dumb of them Hindsight's always twenty two. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But again, I think the Bears, again, they got to figure out that quarterback situation. Again, offensive weapons, their defense, as you mentioned, Justin, mm-hmm. top 10. It is a superior defense in the league. I, I think, again, we, we saw a few years ago what their defense was able to do and really carry them uh, throughout the season. I mean, they just mm-hmm. got to have the offense get going here. I mean, that that's yeah, how they're going to succeed in that division. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And moving on to the... Minnesota Vikings, who were 10 and 6 this year, playoff team. They actually made a little bit of a run, but uh, ended up getting stopped in the divisional round. Oh. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he uh, 3,603 yards, 26 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, pretty good. Kirk Cousins had a good year, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, good year. Mm-hmm. Good year yeah. for Kirk. And a lot of that is actually due to his uh, receiver duo, you know, Stefan yes. Diggs, Adam Thielen. Diggs had know, a good they, year himself. Yes, Diggs did. He had a very underrated year. Yes. Uh, he had 63 receptions, 1,130 yards, uh, and six touchdowns. 17.9 yards per reception, which is pretty good in in my That's eyes. Uh, of course, it's good uh, in your eyes, Justin. For Stephon yeah. Diggs, I would I would have said that with or without him being on the Bills. Oh, okay. Of course. Right? Of course. I, I bet, I bet you <laughs> All right, the total uh, yards, they had 5,656. Uh, they were defensively 15th against the pass, 13th against the run. Uh, totally, they were 14th, so pretty mediocre, middle of the pack. And total team rank, they were 11th, so not, not a bad year. Mm-hmm. That was a good year for the Vikings, yeah. I think. Like you said, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. good year. I think their offense had a good year overall. Um, they beat the Saints in the playoffs. Again, maybe a bit questionable there. But uh, we won't get into that. Overall, I feel like it's a team that 
you know, they keep moving forward. They keep adding some pieces here and there. They could eventually make a run with Kirk at quarterback. Yeah. I just feel like he got out of Washington. He got to Minnesota where they have more weapons offensively. And I feel like it really showed this yeah. past season the potential he has. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are saying that uh, the Vikings didn't have a good year uh, because they didn't. Uh, you know, make it as far, but I feel like they still had a like a pretty good year this year. They kind of proved I think that themselves. It's just yeah, yeah, comparatively to like years past, it hasn't been like as great. But like this year, they I think they really did shine. Uh, yeah. In the NFC, they they show that they can compete, and I think that next year they'll come back even stronger. They're kind of flying above right now. They're like kind of flying in that we are a good team, but they but like Nate said, they're taking the pieces to become a better team. Yeah. So I agree with Nate. At one point, with Cousins as a quarterback, I think they can go pretty far. I, I think an interesting move to, again, look at is trading Stefan Diggs. They acquired Justin Jefferson in the first round. We'll see, again, many experts are saying he could be just filling that role. That's going to be something to take a look at. Again, being able to fill those big shoes that Stefan Diggs had yeah. in that offense, throwing a rookie in there. Of course, we know Adam Thielen's going to produce. They have a good offense set in place. Again, I'm, I might look at that defense. Again, you still have Emerson Griffin, who's a free agent, former Viking. He might not be coming back. So he's a loss on that defensive front. So you have a, maybe a few pieces on that defensive side that might be moving on and aging and not have that same production. Maybe again, maybe they acquire a trade in, during the season or uh, maybe a draft pick uh, uh, does does great in, in a defensive position. I think that that might be an area that might hold him back. But I, again, I that Vikings are right now my pick for, for the NFC North right now. Yeah. All right, bold pick. And uh, moving on to the Green Bay Packers, who had an excellent year this year with Aaron Rodgers at the He did good this year. And three. Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. had let a great me tell year. You, let me tell you how good Aaron Rodgers did this year. 4,002 yards, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. That is amazing. He had a great year. Let me tell you. Yeah, and they still won't help him in the draft, yeah. will they? Yeah. Was, no, I'm going to say, team really trusts him. Mm-hmm. I really do. enjoyed having uh, him on my fantasy team. Just got to put that out there. I'm sure you did, Peter. Uh, they had 5,528 uh, total yards in offense. Defensively, their pass, against the pass, they were 14th. And against the rush, they were 23rd. Total defense, they were 18th. And total team rank, they were 5th. They had, like I said, a very good year. They kind of proved to the yeah. rest of the NFL and other teams that... Hey, like even though I and I kind of feel like they're underrated sometimes, and it's not just because that they're not like they're not like a team like the Chiefs where they come out of ashes and explode into the Super Bowl, but I feel like they're kind of flying under the radar with like the the, the how they're viewed. But at the same time, they can prove to be a crazy good team at times, and I think that will pay off for them in the future. I, I don't yeah. I don't know I, I I'm not I'm not feeling the same way. Well, what what do you think, Nate? I I, I don't know. I'm not. Well, I don't necessarily think the Packers are underrated by anybody. I mean, I think most people realize they're a decent team. They've been in the playoffs for the past I don't know how many years. Aaron Rodgers is still producing. Are they seen as one of those teams who are like, wow, we are a standout team? Well, yeah, I mean, the I feel like they yeah, they're. Rogers. I feel like they were considered a contender last year. I feel, well, I yeah, mean, they they made the NFC championship uh, game. championship. Yeah. So like, they could have been in the Super Bowl. They, they could have won the Super Bowl. Like. 
You think they could have won? One, one's a bit of a stretch, all right? They could have made the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, they could have made. Right? I, I don't know if they would have. Well, you never know. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks that of our time. So I think that he could have beaten Patrick Mahomes. You think so? Could have. It's possible. Coming from you, Justin. <laughs> wow. I would oh, say it would have happened. I, I'm surprised. I would have picked one. Kansas City. I still would have picked Kansas City uh, if I was predicting, but I would see, a, like, I think he could have done it. I think there's a chance that he could have done it. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I agree with, with you, Peter, under the radar. I just, again, they... they they flopped in the draft, to be quite honest. They did. Yeah, I they, mean, did. They, they did. They, they did. Mm-hmm. Horrible draft. Again, yes, they have Devontae Adams, but Peter, where are the weapons for Aaron Rodgers? Where are the weapons for Rodgers? Yeah, right. The defense, they lost Blake Martinez, who was their leading tackler last year. The, the defense is, is struggling. I, I feel... I. I again gotta put the Vikings above them right now. Oh yeah, the yeah. NFC North because of I, what um, they I, did. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I uh, like why like why would they go out and draft a quarterback in the first Both round them. when you made the NFC Championship game with Aaron Rodgers? Yep. Just give the man some help. Just give the yeah. man some help. Help the man out. All right. Yeah. Me don't go Peter, draft Eagles a quarterback. Fan, don't take a backup quarterback in the first two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, honestly, it was a mistake. All right, that'll do it for the NFC North Division Recap. Now here's Nathan Romanoff with a soccer slam here to wrap up the episode. Take it away, Nate. All right, so we've got some news on the soccer front internationally. Um, Spain, they have given the go-ahead. La Liga will restart June 11th. So Barca, Real Madrid, Messi will return June 11th to playing games. Currently, Barca is on 58 points, two ahead of Real Madrid. So it's pretty tight for the title race. They only each have, I think, 11 games remaining in the season. So it'll be determined in these 11 games hey, who, who you got? is crown champion. Who do I got? Who you got? Uh, it's, it'll be tough because it's, it's different when you're coming off like two months of no sport. Definitely. But I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like Barca's probably going to pull it out the bag in the end. They got Messi. Real Madrid, no more Ronaldo. He, he's moved on. Uh, I just feel like Barca will end up pulling it out of the bag in the end. I don't know a lot about soccer. I trust in your judgment, so I'm going to go, yeah, let's, let's say Barca. <laughs> yeah, you guys? Uh, I'm you going Real Madrid. Football, let's yes, go. <laughs> Real Madrid. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Madrid as well. Let's go. <laughs> the only reason we all know Madrid is Ronaldo. Now he's no. gone. I, yeah, I Personally, I am a Madrid fan. No I hope Ronaldo. they do end up pulling it out, but I, I just feel like Barca might end up pulling it out. The Premier League in England is going to officially restart June 11th. The government said it is all right to go ahead. This one's pretty much wrapped up. Liverpool are ahead on 82 points. Second place, Man City, are on 57 points. So Liverpool only need to win two of their remaining games to clinch the title. So that one's pretty much wrapped up. Uh, Liverpool will win the title for the first time in 30 years, I might add. Really so, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it's very good nice. for them. That's nice. Very deserving as well. So it's good to see that they will be able to be crowned Premier League champions. Italy, Serie A, where Mr. Ronaldo does play, the government approved a June 20th restart. So before they were talking about June 13th, but the government didn't approve that. They said June 20th. So that is when games will restart in Italy. Juve currently on 63 points ahead of Lazio, which is in Rome, who are on 62 points in the title race. So it's tight there as well. 
Um, but I do think Juve will pull that one out in the end. Well, it's good to hear that they're starting. About, about entering back in, sorry to interrupt you there, Peter. Mm-hmm. Right? So are they going to play like a few few weeks of the regular season left and then start kind of the playoffs? Or are they going right into the playoffs? I'm trying to – is that is that what you were saying there? I was wondering are the they, same thing. Yeah. No, so it – all right. This is going to be confusing to American sports fans, but there is no playoffs in these oh, leagues. Okay. It is purely based on points. You play each team in the league twice, all right? All right. Three points for a win, one for a draw, zero for a loss. In the end of the season, whoever has the most points wins, all right? That's how it works. So, I mean, if you got nine games remaining, basically, you know, you got to hope that you're going to win those games if you want to win the championship. And you might not get the chance to play the team who's right behind you again. You might have played them twice already. So, it's not like a playoff situation like that. Um, So, you can't get knocked out. That's interesting. Hmm? So wait, it's not like playoffs where you can't get knocked out, or? Uh, no, but there is relegation where the bottom uh, two or three teams in the league who are at the very bottom will get relegated okay. to a second tier division. So it's kind of like don't be in two... last place, you're screwed. Yeah, don't don't be in last place, <laughs> otherwise you're screwed. You're you're going down below. Nobody's gonna care about Got you. It. So that's how it works, basically. You know, here uh, before we kind of close out, I just like to say it's nice seeing uh, soccer coming back into its season. That's it kind of what I hope. Yeah, it is. will happen with the NBA pretty soon. Hopefully, like with the MLB, we'll start NHL at some point. So it's as nice well. to see. Yeah, it's nice seeing. Yeah, I think yeah. the NFL is gonna start doing their uh, spring training soon. I think they're gonna do a, you know some sort of training together. Mm-hmm. So I think we're I, all think collectively all hoping that sports and I, everybody in general yeah. is hoping that sports come back. Like a mm-hmm. lot of us miss sports and we're excited for the comebacks. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. Yeah, and, all- and it's nice seeing, it's nice seeing soccer come back, especially like around this time where, um, from where we are, a lot of it, we're starting to enter our green phase. So it's nice seeing um, yeah. in other places around the world too, that sports are coming back and that maybe in America, um, more it's a sign of hope. Well. It's a sign of hope. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. And obviously, there's no fans yeah. for any of these games. There won't be any fans. We've all accepted that to this point. But hopefully, it just goes to show that leagues can come back. It is possible. And it is kind of like a format, a blueprint to show leagues here in America how to return properly, which I hope will happen soon. Yeah. All right, everyone. That looks like to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Lunch Hour Sports Podcast. Thank you for Pete for coming back on after a few weeks of absence. Uh, you can catch this episode on YouTube. Thank you all for listening.